0: Welcome to episode 10 of 500 seconds to joy. We are officially in the double digits for episodes, friends. I'm super excited about that. If you're new here, I'm Stephanie. I love Jesus. I love my husband. I love my two kids and I love coffee at any time of day. I am sharing a conversation I had with the lovely Laura Mendenhall today. You are going to love this interview. I have been really inspired since we spoke, and this is part one of two-part series. So today you are listening to part one of our conversation, and soon you will see part two get published. And if you want to know exactly when that comes out, please subscribe to the podcast and also join the newsletter. I will leave those links in the show notes. So I like to keep it short and sweet. My usual episodes are eight minutes or less hence the 500 seconds, but interviews go a little longer. I promise they will not go over 20 minutes, though. Most of my listeners are busy moms, so I like to keep it short and sweet. Before we get started, I want to give a shout out to one of my listeners who left me a review on iTunes. This is GMAB135. This listener says, love this podcast. The one about the phone is really convicting me. Time to make my phone a lot less handy, at least when others are around. Thank you, Steph. And thank you, GMAB135. I really appreciate your ratings and reviews, so head on over to iTunes and let me know how you're liking the podcast. Thanks, friends. So before we dive into the interview today, I also want to announce I'm running a challenge with Amy from House of Islers. I'm super excited about this. This is the first challenge I'm running and it won't be the last, I promise. So... This challenge is a no-screen November challenge. It starts the week of Thanksgiving, so you can really focus on your family and friends. More details to come. Links will be in the show notes. So let's dive into it. Here's my conversation with Laura Mendenhall. Enjoy.
1: Hi, Laura. Welcome to the podcast.
0: Hi. Thank you. I'm excited. I'm so excited to have you here. So everybody, we have the inspiring Laura Mendenhall on the podcast today. So you wear many hats, white, <laughs> mom, beach body coach, believer in Jesus, author, encourager of women, the list goes on and on. So for our listeners who don't know you, can you briefly introduce yourself and share your passion with us?
1: Of course. And oh my goodness, I'm like flattered and humbled hearing those things <laughs> you say about me. I'm like, I do wear a lot of hats and I feel... Mediocre at most of them, but I am no, honored be... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like she said, I am a wife, a mom, I've been married for 12 years to a great guy, um, I am a mom of three, and one of my children has special needs, he's autistic, so that just adds some spice to our life, and I run a Beachbody coaching business and have for six years, it's been very exciting to connect with people in that health and fitness passion side of mine. Um, Also doing that has allowed me to springboard into new ministry opportunities. And recently my husband and I just completed our first manuscript. We wrote a book together that we'll be releasing soon, um, dabbling in writing devotional books and just trying to fulfill my purpose here one day at a time and try to stay somewhat sane through it all. (laughs) I love that.
0: Yeah, that really comes out. And I think so you're passionate about this idea of loving fast and living slow. So your motto, your tagline, whatever you want to call it, love fast, live slow. So can you break that down for us and explain how we can love fast and live slow? Maybe give some examples of how you put this into practice in your own life.
1: Absolutely. Um, This phrase fell on my heart back I believe it was 2013. Um, I don't ever claim that I have this magical talking to God moment where the earth shatters and there's a a burning bush. But in Mm -hmm. this moment, um, at night, it was the morning or night before Easter 2013, and I was writing in my journal. I'm I'm a big, big journaler. I write down everything. And I was just asking God, like, what is it that you want from me? I had this corporate America job that I was working, traveling about 75% of the time away from my family. I had just had my first son, Leland, who was eight months old at the time. My husband was at this job that he felt really tense and stressed out with. And I thought, we don't have any margin in our life. We both felt like we were suffocating and that we really weren't using our lives to be any blessing or benefit to others because we were constantly in survival mode and i remember crying out to god saying there has got to be more to life than this like there has got to be another plan or another path that we were supposed to walk down god what is it and i felt i felt just this impressing conversation with him of slow down laura you it's all about other people it's all about you thinking of somebody else's needs before your own it's all about you having the discipline enough to create that cushion that white space that margin in your life so maybe you could go on a date or maybe you could slow down on a Saturday or maybe you could say no to some social event and you won't have FOMO I mean God is just pressing on my life you have to slow down You're not going to be the best at everything. You don't have to be the top of everything. You, you know, just rest in me. And so I was writing down these words and I thought, I just have to summarize this feeling. I needed to kind of put a bow on top of this feeling I had in my heart, this calling of what is my life purpose? And, you know, I think a lot of times growing up or me personally in college, I worked with a lot of um, small group ministry and discipleship groups and it was this constant idea of, well, what are you, what's your calling in life and what's your purpose and what does God want from you? So there's a lot of pressure as a young married family with a new baby to have it all figured out. And I thought, you know what? I don't have anything figured out, but what I do have figured out is that God wants a deep and real relationship with me. And if every day I wake up and I accomplish nothing more than loving people quickly and slowing down enough to enjoy the blessings around me, then I feel like he would be content and satisfied in me because I would be content and satisfied with him, even if my life was small or even if he led my life to be big. So love fast, live slow, that mantra inside of my heart and that my, my family's mission, it was born back in 2013. And up until this point, it's really only been like a personal family mantra of, all right, we don't really know up from down right now and we're struggling, but let's love fast and live slow. And really breaking it down into two different categories. Loving fast is loving like it's second nature. Loving somebody without contemplating what sacrifice you have to make. Seeing a need, meeting it, being a listening ear, being somebody's helper, sending somebody lunch, you know, or dinner through an Uber app, some kind of extra love to be that extended arm or that community that people need, or really saying, it's not all about me, Laura. Laura, I know you have these ambitions and these goals, but what in your life today could you do to help somebody else meet a goal, to help somebody else be lifted up, to love fast, love immediately, love subconsciously so I don't have to think about what it's going to cost me to demonstrate service and gratitude and love and anything. Now I'm not perfect at this at all because it is a lifelong pursuit, but loving fast is basically the principle of if there's ever a question in your mind, if you should stop and serve somebody, the answer is yes. And living slow is my personal favorite because I'm an out, outgoing introvert. So I love the slow life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I also it. like a wannabe minimalist. So I'm all about slow living. Yes. Yeah. Living slow is taking a breath, stepping back, observing what God has done for you. Maybe looking in the past to say, hey, you know what? I got through this. That means it's the same God who helped me work through this. That's going to help me work through this current storm. Love. Living slow is saying I'm not going to be so overwhelmed and paralyzed by fear or anxiety, but I'm going to rest in God saying he has me. He's holding me. I need to slow down, create margin in my life so I will fight off the fear, anxiety, um, the rush of life. Our life is so busy. Any family's life is going to be so busy and I can't follow the world's leading and telling me that I have to do all, be all, experience all, reach the top of every mountaintop. God says, no, Laura, your only role is loving fast and living slow. So that's what it is. Wow. That's, that is a message I needed to hear right <laughs> now. Um,
0: that's a message I know a lot of our listeners need to hear. And since our listeners are primarily moms, I'm wondering if you could speak about um, two different things. So first, when you're loving fast, it, it makes me think about how you can love quickly with your children And can you give us maybe an example of how we can do that? I know that it's, you know, it's not all about us. And I love that idea. And I love the idea of reaching out to the community. And I feel like I'm actually better at that than reaching out within my own family. Like somehow it feels harder to, because I'm so close with my, you know, my family, my husband and two children, it feels harder during the day to love my children quickly. So do you have any tips for, you know, me or, you know, the moms listening? How, how do you, you know, do that in your own life? Like, do you have a practical way you do this or an example that you could share with us how you, how you love your children quickly, especially in those hard moments with, you know, those little toddlers who have big emotions?
1: (laughs) Yes. Oh, my family. We all have big emotions. Um, So I have learned a lot of life lessons through being a mom. Um, And I learn from my children each uniquely and individually. I have a seven-year-old, a four-year-old, and a one-year-old. And all of them have specific needs and personalities and love languages. But I will speak directly now about the life lessons and love fast experiences that I've had with my autistic son He has created such a spirit of endurance and patience in me. That's hard, especially as a mother trying to boil down. What is it you need? Why do you feel this extreme emotion? And then you actually have to teach a child who is seven and that it was, you know, developmentally, those things should be happening naturally. But I've had to go above and beyond and learn to be, learn to be patient first and foremost but to respond Mm -hmm. in a way that is led with compassion and patience instead of reacting of why did you do this? Why don't you know this already? I told you already not to behave this way. You know mommy's rules or instead with somebody who um, is on the spectrum specifically. And I know that this audience is broad, so perhaps some moms can relate and some cannot, but regardless, your children have different developmental milestones, right? So Mm -hmm. in regards to loving fast, I've had to say, This behavior or this frustrating thing to me, it's based on them trying to communicate with me something. Is there a need that he doesn't know how to communicate? Is there a point of contention? Or is there something that happened earlier today and he's harboring it and he needed to talk to somebody? So I try to be slow to speak, slow to anger, and then observe the whole situation and say, okay, what triggered this big emotion in my children? What can I do to reassure them that they can trust me? I want to help them. And God put me in a position to guide, to love them, but also to be their authority. So I have to be like impossibly very challenging. I have to be patient, patient patient. Anything that they're doing that might be annoying to me, I don't necessarily want to give them a consequence because it's just annoying. They only get consequences if they break the rule or if they push boundaries. Um, In our home, we have the habit of not using the word punishment. Um, We use consequences because if I say you're going to be punished for this, I have to think back and say, okay, Jesus is the one who rescued us all from the ultimate punishment that we deserve which was death on the cross. So Jesus already paid the price for sin. I am sinful. My children are sinful. So I don't want them to feel that they're being punished for being sinful, but there are consequences and guidelines for good behavior and bad behavior. So we constantly focus on um, you know, positivity and highlighting the good things. And that takes a lot of love fast powers because on days where I am not at my best, And my children are really testing my strength. I have to tap into my prayer life and say, God, this is all you because I'm about to lose my mind. But somehow (laughs) everybody in my family is still alive and happy. And we do have a very strong support system. But loving fast, our children is going to develop the character, integrity, and honesty that they need.
0: Wow, that's really powerful. And what I'm hearing you say, which we talked about a little bit before we hit record was how it's important to come back to God always. You know, we talked about how a lot of affirmations or encouragement we give people could be maybe shallow, let's say, just like you've got this instead of, okay, you're really struggling with patience today. You need to reach out to God, friend. You know, God has got this. And we talked about, you know, the whole idea of being God-centric, versus me centric. And I love that your mission, what you focus on the amazing resources you have to offer people. It's very God centric. And that actually transitions into my next question about your devotional. So I am really excited about it. This is your newest resource that you just came out with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually bought this excellent ten-day devotional. I love it. I bought it for my mom too. Oh, because yes, because I think it's so important. So the devotional is called Hidden Heroes: How God Uses Everyday People to Change the World. And wouldn't you say us moms are we're all everyday people, right? But we're changing the world because we're raising these little people and then they're going to go out and hopefully change the world, right? But that's with God's help. And so can you talk a little bit about your devotional and um, let people know why they definitely need to go get it?
1: (laughs) Thank you. I'm really excited about this devotional. It's something that fell on my heart. It was a personal study. I honestly just needed to find these hidden characters in the Bible that are lesser known that really played a massive part in God's kingdom and God's plan and kind of being their own little heroes in their own little circles. And I found 10 people that I really wanted to study a bit more. And I thought, you know, if I need to be reminded about how significant I am, if everything I do is behind the scenes or invisible, then I know that other people probably need that validation as well. So I decided to just throw all my thoughts on this ebook. And um, we I think it released last month and it was exciting because the first week, even during the pre-orders, we were able to hit some, a couple of top bestsellers list. And that was really surprising to me because it was something that um, was a personal project. And the fact that it resonated with so many of my friends and family, it made me feel really that God used me. And that is, there's nothing more validating than that. So hidden heroes is really for people who want the reminder that their choices and their diligence to be faithful and walking in obedience, it matters that it's not unseen, that it doesn't go overlooked by God, that everything that we do matters in the grand scheme of things. And we might not know it this side of heaven, but it has a ripple effect. And honestly, obedience is contagious. And it might impact our families, our friends, our churches, the community that we live in, but learning about the lives Of these characters in Hidden Heroes gave me a fresh perspective of how every single day matters.
0: I love that. And I think as a stay-at-home mom personally, and I know stay-at-home moms listen to this podcast, we need to hear that more and more because I think a lot of what we do during the day and just moms in general, if you work from home, work outside the home, single women, you know, there's so many invisible parts of our day. There's so many hidden things that we do that I think we all need a reminder that God sees it. You know, he sees our efforts. He sees us trying to read our Bible when we're distracted by our toddler who wants our attention and wants to, you know, play with us, which we should definitely do. We should definitely play with them. But, you know, taking that time, even if it's a minute, to, to get a scripture passage for the day to kind of give us that strength from God, you know, he sees those efforts. And I think it's a really important message for us women and moms to know that all those little things we do that are hidden, they matter. And um, I really am enjoying your devotional. I, yeah, I love the story from the book of Esther. That's a personal favorite of mine. Um, So listeners, go check out the book of Esther because that's a really inspiring story. Okay, that's it for part one. Isn't Laura amazing? I love her message to love fast and live slow. Stay tuned for part two. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to my newsletter. You'll know as soon as part two gets published. It's coming soon, friends. And don't forget to click the link in my show notes to join my no-screen November challenge I'm running with Amy. Okay, bye for now.